Coming up, readings beyond the raffle and Theoryland approved conjecture. Deep dive into the spells and scrolls of nerd culture. Absorb Stormlight. Home sympathy. Harness Sayadar and Sayadeen. This is Phantology. You may have heard of us. Hello, Westerosi wedding guest. Uh, this is Josh with Phantology, and I am joined by Mackenzie, who happens to be my wife. And I am so lucky to have her here with me. I think that says, is this your first time on? No. No, I've done maybe just one or two, but. Okay. But um, we are joining you for a review of episode five. Are we on now? I think yeah. that was five, yeah. Episode five of House of the Dragon. And oh boy, this episode has a lot to talk about. Um, initial thoughts uh, without spoiling anything? Um, I thought that was a huge episode, but everything to this point led up to what in episode five. And yeah, it just, but it also at the same time set up for the rest of the season, like kind of solidified where every character is at and their motivations. Yeah, there, there are a lot of simmering undertones throughout the whole episode from the very beginning towards the very end. Um, and we'll talk through, I guess, just kind of a general um, plot synopsis of the episode, but just mainly the things that stood out to us, what we think they mean. Um, you know, it seems like every scene in the show has tons of subtext and can be interpreted in so many different ways. So we're just going to talk through some of our readings of it, what we liked, if there was anything. Um, neither one of us have read Fire and Blood, so we'll have full spoilers for the show up till this point, but we don't know enough to spoil anything else. So... All right. Well, we were just talking about the very first scene with Damon and his wife. Um, and Mackenzie and I have slightly different interpretations of that scene. So why don't you tell us what happened and then we'll talk about it. Um, well, we see that um, Damon's wife, for the first time we get to see her on her horse and she's going to talk to him and the horse, whatever, knocks her off. <laughs> Damon finishes the job and kills her. I thought, I don't know, do you want to okay. So Mackenzie made a comment that he's, that in her eyes, he's kind of irredeemable now. You didn't really say it like that, but. Yeah, I think it's really hard to root for him after he kills his wife. That's like, there's nothing <laughs> good about that. Well, I, I, okay. Here's, I don't think that there's anything good about that, obviously. However, I do think, I don't know if he went there to kill her. And then, like, I don't, I don't, I think it's really hard to ascribe motivation to him because he acts so irrationally so much of the time. So I think that he might've just gone like to either, you know, end their marriage. I think he obviously had some nefarious purpose because he was kind of sulking about like in um, a disguise. Okay. Yeah. I think because of that, I think they were trying to make it, but he didn't. Okay. He didn't have any weapons that we saw. At least he didn't like draw anything weapons. He didn't really even do anything threatening. And then his immediate, like, reaction was to leave her alive, right? Yeah. So why, why if, he went, if he was going to kill her, why would that be his immediate reaction? That's a good point. I, I just don't know if we'll ever get an answer to that because it sounds no, like I, it wasn't something that would... Yeah, anyway. I, I don't think we will get an answer, but I think, I think that Damon still 
Okay, so here's how I I saw it. I think that Damon was going to try and go, you know, end their marriage. And then he saw the horse startled. And I don't know, like, I saw some people thinking that he was trying to, like, stop the horse from bucking her off. Others, people thought that he was trying to cause the horse to buck her off. That's what I thought. Which... Which could be like that. That very well could be. I think that's what I thought initially. But then he went to leave her, and then he made fun of. Uh, she made fun of his impotence, which obviously isn't like a reason to kill someone. But I think that then it occurred to him that like, she really hates me. She's going to make sure that everybody like, even if I didn't try and cause this, she's going to tell everybody that I caused it. And now it's kind of like, in order to for me to have any sort of life. I'm going to kill her because she's going to... And I was just in way with it. True. Like it was an act. True. And maybe that's what his initial... That's what he was trying to do all along. Like, try and startle the horse and make it look... I think that's probably the correct. But, anyway. Okay, there's that scene. Yeah. We, we can... Yeah, changes your... At least for me, it changed my mind a little bit. Not that I loved him, but now I'm yeah, for him. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Game of Thrones is really good about making you, like, like characters that had done things that he thought were irredeemable. So we'll see. We'll see what happens in three or four seasons. You might be rooting for Damon. Again, neither one of us have read the book, so he could die next episode. I don't, we don't know. So, um, okay, so that happens. And then we get into some of the politics of the episode, right? Um, we get, there's a cut straight to the them sailing on the boat over to see Corliss and his wife. I think that's what I was. Yeah. So they go and they propose the marriage to uh, Laura. Oh, we should have looked at these names. Loris? <laughs> Laura? Uh, well, I, um, maybe I'm skipping ahead, but I really appreciated the scene with um, Corliss and his wife, whose name I feel like I never get right either. But <laughs> I feel like that's the most we've seen of her and her intentions were, I kind of thought she was bitter and power hungry for the throne, but um, seeing her there, you you see that it's more Coralis that wants that for her. And I, I still think she has that bitterness, but at the same time, she's kind of accepted the way things are and isn't trying to change. Yeah, um, I think that that's, that's valid. Um, I think that that was a really interesting conversation. It was kind of um, the coded language um, was, you know, she, I think she had suspected a long time. She obviously knew her cousin well and kind of suspect that and accept that was a part of him. And, um, you know, I think that they're, that the kids are handling everything better than the adults are, right? Because the adults are just saying, like, oh, what, what little concessions can I get? Like, what can I get out of Viserys to, like, you know, obviously Viserys wouldn't have um, the name of the next heir, like, changed, right? Like, obviously he would want to be a Targaryen, but, like, he was going to, you know, propose that and then get, like, some small concession. Like, you can just see that to the adults, like, it's politics down to, like, what the names of the kids are going to be. Mm-hmm. And for them, they're like, okay, well, we have this duty. How can we fulfill it so that we're both still happy? And they, like, come up with a compromise, right? So, I, you know, this was interesting because it was like, okay, now the kids are actually more responsible than the adults right now. It's, I don't know if I call them fully responsible, but... I don't know. They're 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 each willing to do their duty and, and come up with something that makes them both happy. I mean, that is true. And was that seen before with... Uh, I think that was after on their way... Yeah, so then they get on the boat, um, the marriage is arranged, they got on the boat, and they talk to, he, she talks to Kristen, Kristen Cole comes up and says, hey, run away with me. Um, this lowered my opinion of Kristen Cole a little bit. What, really? Yeah. I don't know, I thought, well, he didn't want to just be her whore, you know, he wanted, well, he wanted a good 
life. I thought he was trying to like redeem his honor. I don't know. But that's not redeeming. That's that's forsaking your honor. Well, he already had. (laughs) Yeah, but so he's a member of the king's guard, like not just her protector. Like so, he's made these like oaths to serve for his entire life on the king's guard, and part of that is an oath of chastity. But it's to prevent things like this, like uh, the king's guard just running away. So to me, this is like he's forsaking his oaths. He's trying to get her to like, you know, forsake her duty. So I don't know. Which I, I guess is true, kind of before she even. Yeah, maybe, with maybe if she went to him and she's like, "I don't want this life. You're my protector. I want you to get me away from it." Okay, that's like a little bit of a different story. But for her, for him to like go to her and try and get her to like be willing to forsake his duty and get her to forsake her duty. It just seemed, it lowered my opinion of him. I don't know. Like that, that, that was my thought at least. Yeah. But you can kind of see. Well, yeah, he, <laughs> I think he does love her and wants to spend a happy life right. with her, but he needs. And he, yeah. And his mind, she's always just like complaining about what she's doing. You know? Yeah. I get, so if, if her, if his only duty is to her, then I get that, but like that's not his only duty. He has he also has a duty a duty this to the big episode for him. Yeah. Too. Okay. Yeah. This is even the worst thing. I don't know why I'm hung yeah. up on this because like, okay. So, um, but anyway, I was gonna say okay. that, that scene with Rhaenyra, I think, like just to show like overall that she knew where her duty was, regardless of her desires that bigger than her. Which also I feel like kind of makes her actions in the previous episode a little bit more like, petty because she she always knew that she was gonna go along with it. She just wanted to. Be free first. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's see what happens next. We get some. We get some. Uh, some drama between Clubfoot. Um, so he's. So I, I think we made this. Pointed this out. So the new king's. The new head of the king is strong. His last name is Strong. Um, he's the one that always gives good, pretty good advice. King made his new hand. Probably the best thing Viserys has done so far in the series. I think hand of the king, the most intelligent advisor. But then his son is the one that was like, hey, um, I heard that uh, that Renera got some tea delivered to her. So he's out there, you know, scheming. I mean, what, what did you think of that? Uh, I think you can. This whole time she's wanted to Renera and she's good things for information she's receiving as her. Um, yeah. I, in this, we did see Allison being able to be manipulated. And she wasn't like a pretty, you know vulnerable spot but like this was kind of like as a viewer it looks pretty heavy-handed to see this guy being like oh yeah uh Renera had the tea issue or at first he was, he was like oh i hope she's well and then he kind of just like played her really really well like you you know and that so you see that allison is still like a young girl which you also see in the scene with uh her father leaving and being like you need to like step it up and either, like, you need to prepare your sons to lead because there be a war of Rhaenyra as the heir. Um, Which I thought was pretty messed up that put her there. Well, I I don't know. It's so hard because <laughs> I I genuinely think sometimes, like, he's he's trying to do the what's best for the kingdom. Like, he knows that the kingdom's not going to accept Rhaenyra as heir. So he knew that the king needed to make new heirs. And so why not have it, you know, be his daughter? Well, why not have it be the other girl? That, well, yeah, obviously there is some self-service right. <laughs> going on, but but obviously, and there was like tension between them, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah. um, he, I, I, and I think that he saw that Corliss wasn't 
was kind of just out for himself too and not really for the kingdom so maybe he didn't want Corliss to have more power because he didn't trust Corliss to have more power like I mm-hmm. I think that it's just so interesting because like I think he is genuinely I don't know it, it looks I go back and forth but I think he might be genuinely trying to do what's best for the kingdom um, and best and that happens to line up what he thinks of. okay so this this is all still setting the setting the stakes for the, the wedding mm-hmm. um, is there anything else that happened that we want to talk about before the wedding starts um, I mean, I guess, like, Renner's talks to <laughs> the one she's going to marry. <laughs> Kristen Cole? No. Oh, oh. On the, be- we like, yeah. on the beach. Yeah, the beach. Yeah, we, well, we had that conversation. Yeah, that where, earlier. Yeah, and, and we see that he is he's in love with Joffrey. Jeffrey, mm-hmm. Joffrey, the king, prince of kisses or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, knight of kisses. Um, and, okay. And then we also get the scene where Kristen Cole goes and confesses that he, like, he, like, totally... Like, if he would have just kept silent, he could have dodged the whole thing. He could have not oh, yeah. told Allison what happened. Like, just just say yes or no, man. Don't don't volunteer any information. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, he didn't know the rumors that were going on. He just yeah, but, talked to him. But she didn't ask him a direct question. He, like, volunteered. He, like, he was probably feeling pretty nervous. Yeah, <laughs> then just say yes or no. Like, do you know if anything <laughs> happened? I don't know what you're referring to. Uh, I don't know, man. You gotta keep it together. I think after the conversation he had with her near too, where he didn't feel like he could be with her anyway, maybe he was just feeling like it doesn't matter what happens to me now. Uh, I think this is a poor performance from him. <laughs> what and and also like why why was Allison so upset about this? You know, like Renee didn't really lie to her. She kind of lied, but not I think really. It. This is what we up last night. Okay, all right, yes. We, we were trying to go to sleep, and Mackenzie kept tossing and turning. I'm like, what's going on? She's like, I can't stop thinking of this. Okay, so tell tell me. Um, I think this moment for Allison was, like, the turning point. Um, because the next time we see her, right, is when she walks in with wedding. Yeah, the festivities. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was, I think, where she realized that her trust, like, that she couldn't actually trust her, even though she wanted to. Hoping that Renier was telling the truth, then she knew she wasn't. And so much hung on that trust. Her dad left, but he was, you know, Renira. And Allison was or defending her. So there was that. And then, like, what her dad said was, like, either you need to, like, cling to Renira, beg for mercy, or, like, you need to, like, fight for your son to be the next heir. And so I think for her, she had to realize in that moment, like, okay, I'm not with Renira. So even though Renera didn't like directly like explicitly lie to her, she knew that Renera didn't trust her. Mm-hmm. Because if she trusted her, she would have told her about Chris and Cole. Okay, I think I agree with that. Yeah. Renera did lie though. I'm a maiden. No, I think she said that he never touched me. We could go and back. She and... also said that she was maybe. Virgin. Yeah, <laughs> so but that's I... a lie. Well, okay, but the what she swore to her, I think what she swore about her like on her mother's grave about was that. Uh, that Damon didn't. That right. Damon didn't. Well, yeah. he touched her, obviously. <laughs> yeah, uh, it it seems like anyway, it, it was not the truth. It was not the truth. <laughs> well, yeah, and it it showed that that she didn't trust her because if she trusted her, she would have gone to her about Kristen Cole, or at least like been truthful, mm-hmm. not tried to skirt around and tell like half truths, yeah. which for sure she did. So you think that this was the turning point? That this was like when she realized that she needed to take her that her father was right that she needed to preserve her own self-interest and not really align herself with Renee. Mm-hmm. I think, too, her life has just separated so much from Renee. Like, Allison didn't grow up thinking 
she would like be in a nursery. Probably thought she could marry who she wanted, like somebody <laughs> young and attractive to her. Where like Rhaenyra is off doing these things, even though she has always known that she would marry for duty. And Allison will never have that. And so I don't know if there's like some jealousy too, but I think just not feeling connected to Rhaenyra anymore. I think that's a good point. Yeah. So we go into the wedding festivities and all these things are simmering, right? We get the um, that uh, Allison isn't there at the start, which kind of looks like Peeves Viserys off. Then we get Damon enters into the picture and he's supposed to be banished. So you don't know what how they're going to react to that. I'm just like, get him, a, get him a chair. Viserys has been sick the whole episode, which was, we haven't even talked about. Missing more fingers, throwing up, you know, like can't even stand for more. We get Rhaenyra has been keeping her secrets we get the um we know look at his name prince lord prince l we'll just call him prince l um uh knows he his he has a secret lover what what else is there what else is simmering oh we get and uh damon is also like being being confronted about killing um his wife and then we get her cousin hightower whatever his name is there any other tensions that that were simmering. You say just Viserys card. Yeah. Yeah. Viserys sick. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Allison's not even there. Yep. Yeah. So all these different things are playing into this wedding, and I think this is your first Game of Thrones wedding, right? It was. <clears throat> he warned me. He was I warned like, her. This is not going to be pretty. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could kind of tell with the the tension building and the music and everything. Yeah. So you you start off with these small little conflicts with like with Damon being approached. And kind of being like, well, I'm kind of your boss now, so you're going to have to deal with that. And then you get, um, what else? Any other small things that happened before Allison enters the room? Yeah, I think... You just kind of see how little he... Which we already knew. Zero sadness. Yeah, zero sadness. <laughs> just how can I spin this to be advantageous to me? Um, okay, so then you get um, the highlight of the episode. One of the, I think, highlight scenes of the whole time was when Allison opens the door right during King Viserys's speech about bonding the houses or whatever. And all eyes are on her. She's wearing green. For us uh, normies that haven't read the book, we get like some exposition about how Hightower wears green to summon the troops or whatever. I kind of miss it, but it's kind of like, okay, um, we'll make this very clear that this is her picking a side, right? And um, it's kind of a slap in the face to Viserys and Rhaenyra, and all eyes are on her. I feel like these. This is when the the battle lines are kind of. I I just thought that moment was really cool, especially like I didn't even watch the previews for the whole season, so I didn't know how big of a character Allison would be. Like at the beginning, she seemed like she would just be like the side character friend, but this episode seemed to be like so much about her, and I feel like through this season so far she's had the one just watching her yeah she's completely <laughs> transformed and and then this moment is just her making decisions and being her own person and kind of stepping into that power role i agree yeah it was stunning the the music was awesome the costume it was awesome the whole set design of the room was great like so much and then we also get was that before or after she walked in where uh the the night of kisses I might be saying that wrong, goes and confronts Kristen Cole and is like, hey, you know, let's just, uh, I know you have Renera and I have uh, my man. We're going to just be like gentleman's understanding or something. But you could tell that rubbed Kristen Cole the wrong way because he like kind of like went for his sword. As he, you knew that you knew that Kristen Cole was not, not feeling it. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, just knowing you know, that his secret was out. And he had already told him. I guess he had taken that risk, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and that's, that's, okay. So now we can get into what, what do you think caused, what, what provoked uh, Cole to act? Yeah, I was confused by his just outburst. It seemed out of character for him. I don't know. I, I've heard some like online chatter that there was in like some preview or something. Um, somebody saw that he had a knife, which he did because he tried to stab Kristen Cole. But I think there's like in a preview or something, somebody screams he has a knife when Kristen Cole like jumped in from like, mm. what a preview made it look like. But that didn't look like it made it into the final cut of the show. So maybe they were trying to like debating on whether Kristen Cole would be more or less justified in what he did. Yeah, I wasn't sure if he was kind of acting as a protector, like that this guy was threatening their marriage and want that for, or if he was just super angry at the whole situation. And <laughs> I think it has to be a combination of both. But it's like, which one was greater? Like, was he just super jealous and wanted and and wanted to protect him and Renera's secret, or was he? But but you think if this guy can walk in and figure out in like five point two seconds that uh, Chris and Cole <laughs> that that you know. Um, then you'd think that he would be like, all right, well, this is kind of out in the open now, like an open yeah. secret. I don't think it was to protect his secret. I think he was already willing to was, give up everything. You know? Was it just to protect their relationship then? What was the... I don't know. That's what I'm confused about. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, he he loses control, pummels the guy to death, um, pretty horrific scene, and kind of throws the whole wedding into, into shambles. So he kind of leaves. Oh, and before that, we see... Renaris and that's uh, Renaris. Oh my gosh, I can't even think anymore. But we see her and Damon like about to like start making out on the dance floor. Yeah, what was that? I don't know. What's going on, man? Like, yeah, I forgot about that because I know it just goes right into. Yeah, like what? Maybe he saw. I don't know. It was weird, but um, you see that Damon is still like you know trying to get in there. I mean, and now I'm not married, so yeah. But, I mean, so, such a weird open place at her literal wedding celebration where everyone can see it. Yeah. It's so interesting. Like, are we just supposed to believe that they're so attracted to each other that they can't handle being within, like, five feet of each other? I don't know. Anyway, it was it was interesting. A lot of, you know, it, it's pretty... They show us these things and then don't really give us answers to them. So, it's it's fun to talk about and, and speculate about. Yeah, hold up. Where this all goes with... Yeah. And then the mm. and then the wedding kind of goes off, or they have the they have the wedding. wedding. Yeah, they skip all the festivities. There's like we're just gonna get you guys married, and then so sad for yeah, so sad for everyone really. Mm. Yeah, everyone. But... Yeah, Viserys just collapses. Mm. Um, you don't know if he's dead or not. I and mean, if you watch this in the next episode, you do. But um, and then you see Kristen Cole about to kill himself out of shame. And then Allison comes, stops him or not stops him. You know, kind of ambiguous ending there. And then you get the last shot of the rat coming up. And so, just kind of all, <sighs> all crazy. It's quite an episode. <laughs> what What do you think about losing the actresses for Renee Allison? I mean, I'm pretty sad about it. I thought they've, they've been so good. I'm a little attached to them, but at the same time, I knew this was coming. Hayden said that the other two are supposed to be amazing, so. I'm really impressed that they found such good actresses that look alike and act so well. Yeah. I'm excited. I think it's going to be a great rest of the season. I feel like I'm like fully brought, like bought into the drama and the politics and like I don't know who I want to win. I just want to see what happens. 
So I'm I, I'm super excited to see the rest of the season. I think that Game of Thrones at its best is about the politics and not just about the big action set pieces, which it kind of moved away from. The, so I'm happy that, you know, it's really focusing on, on the drama surrounding it all. Yeah, I've just seriously been amazed with the writing and you really can like feel for every character, even though they're all in such different situations. And like, even though they all have like justified motives it's just such a mess you know yeah anyway yeah i'm excited yeah do you have any predictions at 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 this point are you house because i think it's blacks versus the greens the greens are allison and the blacks are i don't know after this episode i'm kind of rooting for the greens i don't know but it's hard not to okay all right we'll see all right well thanks for joining in we're going to try and keep doing reviews for each episode Thanks for watching. If you have uh, any comments about anything that you want to point out that we missed about the episode that you feel like we really should talk about, make sure to leave a comment or uh, jump on your Discord server or your Discord server. All right, thanks, and we'll see you next episode.